Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number 21 with Carla. Carla is an entrepreneur, a mentor, marketing expert, and a brand strategist. She helps women create aligned brand and marketing strategies so they are magnetic, highly visible, and in demand on social and online presence. You can reach Carla via Instagram at Carla.Pisica or go to www.CarlaPisica.com. In this episode, we discuss how to create personal brands, how to grow an online audience, and how to utilize moon faces to our advantage. Here's my interview with Carla. Thank you for awesome. being on the show, awesome. Carla. <laughs> So yeah. I normally would start off with your personal yeah. history, who you are, where we, where you grew up, and what were your early years were like to start off the show. Mm-hmm. So um, my personal history, well, I was born in Australia, first generation Australian. My mum's mm-hmm. Polish and my dad's Greek. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I grew up in Brisbane, normal little childhood, nothing mm-hmm. really too out there yeah (laughs) um it's just more you know just the first generation kind of growing up in very white Queensland in the 80s uh dealing with a bit of racism all of that kind of stuff so you know uh being a dark girl in a white school in a way Mm -hmm. you know it's very different now we're very different here in Queensland now but in the 80s it was um yeah it was it was pretty racist you know that's when you heard all of the the wog and the you know the coon and the abo and you know yeah, just, it, yeah. it was just like normal talk and it was yeah. just and you look back at it now and you just go how can people talk like, like that it's yeah just, these, oh and, my god and, um yeah no so you know it it did shape me that did shape me because mm-hmm. I went through a lot of depression, not liking myself, who I was. You know, my mother, even though she came to Australia when she was 10, she was Polish Jew. Um, She's Polish Jew, so she's still alive. Uh, My grandfather um, was in the war and, you know, um, yeah, so I've got a lot of ancestral stuff. My grandfather was taken by the Russians to the Siberian salt camps. You know, his first family were taken by the Nazis. My grandmother, you know, so they met after the war and um, had my mum and then they left Poland when she was three and Mm -hmm. came to Israel but where you know the Jews went Mm -hmm. and then um, they stayed there until my mum was 10 they came to Australia so it was one of those things even though she was blonde and very beautiful and and things like that she didn't feel like she belonged either she had to learn English Um, they you know, she had to look after my grandparents because they really couldn't speak anything, you know, so she had to really hit the ground running here. And I think I took a lot on from her as well. You know, she she never felt like she belonged. And then, you know, I'd look at my mum and just go, oh, she's so beautiful and blonde. I wish yeah. I was blonde because oh, my wow. dad's dark. And, yeah, yeah. you know, thinking if I was blonde, I'd belong, you know. So, I, and I just think that it doesn't really matter. It's how you feel inside. But, you know, as a child, you don't think like that. Yeah, yeah, you don't. <laughs> and, um, and also the feeling of, like, not fitting in and that is such a big mm-hmm. thing as well. Like, absolutely, would you, would you have like any tips on someone who basically is a core need as well in order to fit in so for people Mm. inside feeling like 
not fitting in or feeling like they don't belong or they feel like an outcast or you know and so on would you have any tips on like how to start working on so that way they can have a sense of belonging Mm, that's a really big question because I've literally spent my whole life working on that (laughs) (laughs) on working on loving me you know Mm. and and that's really where it comes down to you know I'm an extrovert so I molded into whatever I was around in order to fit in in my Mm -hmm. younger years but then I suffered from depression and anxiety because Mm -hmm. I wasn't my true self you know Mm -hmm. and I'm 46 I'm almost 46 now Mm -hmm. and I think it's really taken me you know like my 30s yeah it was my 30s and I started to understand it's not who you belong to it's Mm -hmm. how do I explain it it's it's the sense of just loving who you are and I know that sounds really cliche Mm -hmm. just love yourself it's that deep acceptance of well maybe nobody belongs yeah yeah (laughs) maybe nobody understands each other and we're all just freaking acting you know what if we were all just ourselves yeah and we just attracted the people who got us yeah instead of bending over and trying to fit in and and what if yeah then it's like not really living your truth this is really what drives me to my work now no and that's it you're not living your truth you're not living you're not being who you are I suffered from a lot of uh depression in my early 20s -hmm. um hated hated myself you know almost on the verge of suicide and things like that that's when I found spirituality Mm -hmm. and uh meditation and things like that like 21 you know so and I went through a lot when I was 19 and 20 which shaped a lot of what why I do what I do now um and yeah it it was one of those things and then my 30s um because in my uh, my mid-20s and come my 30s uh I was a singer in a band Mm -hmm. with my husband and we were just touring and drinking and partying we were just like living the life it Mm -hmm. was awesome however However, you can do too much of that stuff and you get over uh, I burnt out and wow. got, well, I got very anxious as well because, again, I was on stage. I was being yeah. a person. I was being a persona. It was like life of the party kind of thing. Wow. And it, it catches up and it catches up in the form of anxiety. And mm-hmm. anxiety is telling you that, well, it was telling me, I don't, it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. I can only speak personally. It was telling me that I'm just not living my truth. Wow. I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not being, um, I'm not being my full self. Mm. I'm not showing my full self. I'm not, I'm not putting up my boundaries. I'm not, I'm not setting really good boundaries um, and fierce boundaries. I, there was so much, there was so much there. Um, it's complicated. Everybody's brain is so complicated so much. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it. I got through that and that's when I found breath work and yoga mm. and it really saved me. It was quite amazing. So it was a trip to India that... Oh. Another cliche, trip to India. Trip to India. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I my spiritual it was awakening. A trip around the, it was, yeah, no, it was actually a trip around the world and that was a strip. That was, India was very special. It is a very mm. special place. It wakes you up. Wow. Um, it literally wakes you up with its intensity. So it's not necessarily the yoga in India and all the meditation that, that 
woke me up. Mm-hmm. It was the intensity of India and the life and the the depth and the just like because we in Australia just live a very comfortable life. We do. And when you yeah. go to a place like that and you actually see everything in front of you, the riches, the absolute poor, the death on the street, the, Ooh, the joy, yeah. the absolute joy, and just like there is just so much. Different colours of life. Yeah. It was so colourful and that woke me up. And I can honestly say there was me pre-travel and me after travel and that was I came back when I was 30 and, yeah. That's when everything changed. two different people. Wow. So you probably just changed your perspective like since coming back from it. It was like absolutely Wow. Absolutely. That's another question that I want to ask because it's going to be, about your personal brand because mm. you give brand and marketing advice to women who are in purpose-driven businesses. So as an expert, yeah. um, can mm. you provide um, marketing tips on how to grow your audience? Okay. So that's a loaded one. I was writing this down and I'm like, <laughs> oh, marketing tips. Um, I always start with the brand. Mm-hmm. I always start with foundations because if we don't have the foundations, we really can't do the marketing. So mm. um, it's it's coming down to, like I can give the marketing tips, but if you haven't got mm. the foundational part of your brand, then marketing is really hard mm-hmm. because you need to know who you are, what your message is, what your values are, what you're in alignment to, what is your mission, mm. what who is your audience, who are you actually serving? Then what is your offers? You know, those kind of things. You know, everyone thinks brand development is logos and colors and things like that. That's part of it. It's Mm -hmm. part of it. And it's the icing on the cake, if Mm -hmm. you say, you know, it's just one of those things. And so I always work with people, brand development first. If they don't have their brand sorted, Mm -hmm. then the marketing is really hard. So I work in marketing across like social, like content and website, like Mm -hmm. SEO Mm -hmm. marketing. So it's, it kind of goes hand in hand in a way Mm -hmm. for me because you're feeding everything through. So when, when you're really clear about who you are and the, and your brand foundations, then your marketing is really about being consistent, being consistent with the right content. Okay, mm. just knowing where you, uh, where your audience is, because this is why knowing your audience is really, really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing where your audience is and showing up there and giving them the value that they need. I often say that marketing is not about me or you. Mm-hmm. It's not not about the person. Like, hey, here I am. Yeah, That's yeah. PR. Yeah. marketing is about your audience and if you choose if you switch that perspective it's like what do they require mm. what do they need okay. yeah. what they you know it's not, not like bending over backwards to change yourself for them uh-huh. but it's almost like being in service it's like what do you need how can mm-hmm. I help you better instead of think like guessing what people need and then just putting it out there yeah so it's about creating relationships mm-hmm. and well, for me, it's community because community is really, really well, important for me. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is, it's really about creating those relationships. And so when you're creating your content, whether it be on socials or your website, mm-hmm. it needs to be authentically you because that person, and I'm talking personal brands here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the the person who will want to work with you needs to know if they like you, mm. you know, if they like you, because it goes along the no like trust. So if you're thinking about creating relationships, it's the same thing in marketing. You get people to know you, to be, get people to like you or or not. It's yeah. Like polarized. You just yeah, like it's just a pull off. Yeah. And then coming into the trust. And, and when they trust you, when they trust you, that's when they work with you. And I know that you hear this a lot over marketing, the no like trust factor, cold audiences, warm audiences, hot audiences. Yeah. But if you bring it into relationship terms, you just don't go up to somebody in a DMs like, hey, girl, I'm a coach. <laughs> Would you like to kind of, you know, it's just yeah, like, it doesn't, well, yeah. So it's the equivalent of going on Tinder and asking for sorry, Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. And if that's your jam, sometimes it works for people. That's great. But that's not where what I teach at all. Mm -hmm. It's about the long game. It's about creating relationships and community and and serving people. So it's, um, yeah, and it's just like knowing your audience, where they're hanging out. Don't spread yourself thin. Mm. don't go over everything just what is important for you do you want to be found on google uh do you want to grow your instagram do you want to sorry do you want to um be fully automated what is it that you want to do and then you actually find out where your entry points are Mm. and the entry points being you know where do you want people to come to see you first and and do it well. So if it's Instagram or Facebook, learn how the algorithm works. Mm-hmm. Learn it because I don't care what people say about energetics. Yes, there's energetics, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the algorithm that is um, <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be pleased. Yeah. Same, same thing with Google as well. If you can't find a website just on en- energetics, people will find you mm-hmm. if you're magnetic, obviously. Yeah. But you need to also have the strategy behind that's right, you as that's well. Right. And so learning learning about how things work and then making them work for you is really, really important. So learn the game. Learn the game. No, don't just kind of go, I'm going to go on Instagram and, and just start posting. That, like, and not yeah. Learn, yeah, and not learn about what is actually, uh, you know, like reels at the moment is the algorithm favourite. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing reels, you're really wasting an opportunity to to be seen. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things. Um, you know, hashtags is one of those uh, interesting kind of uh, things. Whereas, like hashtags don't work. It does they work. work yeah. not, it does. It, it they does, don't work yeah. if you don't do it properly. Yeah. And and the whole thing is that I know because marketing's and another another thing about marketing and this is why it's such a big thing is mm-hmm. marketing's all about testing so if something doesn't work find out what that is if something works find out what you did mm-hmm. and replicate it so it's all about watching it's not about oh i'm i'm a failure because that one didn't work or that launch didn't work or that you know those series of posts didn't work maybe that wasn't relevant maybe you were posting at the wrong time mm-hmm. of right. the day maybe your hashtags uh, were done wrong yeah and, Instagram limited your reach so many different things so this is why it's important to kind of just know the rules and how it works and so you can go and and test and replicate what works and and kind of ditch what doesn't so yeah they're my marketing tips so So, many more yeah (laughs) so as and also as a branding expert as well would do there any tips on like 
creating your personal brand if they starting from the ground up like what what are the steps can they take on like just creating the personal brand and grow grow from it but in a nutshell so in a nutshell okay and this is what I do I have a I have a course called Thrive Online and and it's short and it just literally goes through the steps mm-hmm. what who is who are you serving mm-hmm. who are you serving what are your values actually come back to yourself first what are your values? Mm-hmm. What is your why? Why do you do what you do? If you're a purpose-driven entrepreneur or business owner or solepreneur, then you need to find out why. Why are you doing what you do? I have I had a mentor. She died last year. Her name was oh, Yvette Luciano. She started the solepreneur movement. And she's special to so many of us, mm. um, our beautiful angel Yvette. But she brought me this exercise many years ago and mm. it was finding your why. And people write down, oh, why am I in business? Oh, to help people. Mm. And it's like, why do you want to help people? Mm. And you go down all the levels of why. Why do you want to help people? And then you start writing that out. Mm. and say why do you want to help people let's go through it so why do you want to help people uh because I want them to be empowered why do you want them to be empowered because I went through a hard life and I got through it and I want people to to move through the hardships that I did Mm. and and can you see what I'm saying about the different levels and you won't you'll know your why when you start getting goosebumps yeah or you Feel an emotion behind it. You will feel in your body, not in your head. You will feel it. You don't hear in your. Don't, yeah, I. Yeah, and if you can, you know, I know you can't see me on this podcast, but I'm uh-huh. head and tapping my head. It's not in there. It's yeah. not in there. And so many clients I work with are like, "Do you think this is right?" And I'm like, "Well, do you feel this oh, wow. is right? Yeah, it is yeah. you. Don't look outside." This is your brand. Mm. Your brand is you. Your mm. brand is you. Embody it. Embody what you say. Why are you saying what you're saying? Why are you doing what you're doing? Walk your talk. Feel it in your body. That's what embodiment is, feeling it in your body. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah. And the thing is that that I just implore people to, discover themselves first, Mm -hmm. know why they're doing what they're doing, what their values are, Mm -hmm. like the values exercises, not just writing down um, money, growth. You know, there's there's another really deep exercise you can do with values as well and you get to, it's again one of those like, oh, my gosh, that's my values kind of thing. Yeah, wow, yeah. (laughs) There's also the mission, your mission statement, your transformation statement, I help. (laughs) Women solopreneurs uh, get visible and grow their platform so that they can lead an empowered life. You know, though, that kind of what do you say to somebody? Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do, Jay? Or what it's do you like, do? It's Carla? like an elevator pitch in a uh, way. Yeah. Your elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is your elevator pitch? How can you explain yourself? It's like, what is your Instagram bio? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, so those things, it's like getting so clear. It's about clarity, brand clarity. Mm. Without that clarity, the visuals, you, you'll just be all mucked up with the visuals. 
you won't know what to put on your website. You won't know how what to post, how to be consistent or anything like that because you're not clear. Mm-hmm. So the other thing in your brand foundation, sorry, I'm just about to cough. That's okay. <laughs> Another thing in your brand foundations is so you've got your why, you've got your mission, your values, um, your vision. I always say vision. What is your vision? What's your ultimate vision mm-hmm. for this? And that kind of ties in with the mission statement as well. And also then um, your what? What's your offer? Mm-hmm. What are you what are you offering? Yeah. Um, and I always that's kind of overlaying in, in your kind of marketing and business strategy. But when you're not clear on what you offer, then you're all over the place again. That's right. So my aim my aim is clarity here so and what's your offer and then um how how do you do it Mm. how are you going to do this and that's where you kind of go into your marketing so how are you going to reach your audience how are you going to uh create your content what is your brand voice Mm, and when you hear brand voice i know that sounds very like create it it's like what's your voice what's your real voice what is your voice it's all about authenticity Mm. and I know that word is overused Mm -hmm. but when you come down to it it's about speaking your truth being really aligned to your values Mm -hmm. because then you're in integrity yeah then you're in integrity okay and then it's also about um so when you're authentic and you're aligned that you you know you're in integrity and then you're able to be you so mm-hmm. you're not blending in mm-hmm. you're saying what you you're saying what you feel and what you believe in and showing up you don't have to you don't you know like um you don't have to share your whole life to be authentic or vulnerable mm-hmm. yeah yeah but you need to also share your stories and, you know, what's your story? What's your brand yeah. story? You know, why, you know, the why it comes back down to your why. See how all of this all ties kind of in to get with each other. Yeah, It's synergistic. It's absolutely synergistic. So, you know, sharing those stories is about connecting with the heart of your audience. Mm. Um, that's when they start to trust you and get to know you. And just like, well, that she's gone through what I went through. And even if they don't work with you and they just follow you on Instagram, you've still helped people just by being yeah. authentic, wow. just by sharing your story. Mm. That's really beautiful. So, Yeah. Yeah, so they're the steps I would take first to creating mm-hmm. a brand. Then, then my darlings, you can go onto Canva <laughs> and or or hire a brand, you know, or you know, yeah, or somebody, a graphic designer to do your, you know, graphics or anything. But in my brand alchemy package, this is what I work with first. Mm. I work with this first. We do a deep, deep dive, two hour session first before I mm. do any graphics or any colors wow. or anything for people. And you find that once this this clarity piece mm-hmm. is done, everything boom, just comes yeah, through everything so comes quickly and beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that those <laughs> are the those are the tips to follow as well to find our soul purpose? Well, look, you know, it depends who you are. Mm. It depends who you are and what your soul purpose is. There are people in this world who have one soul purpose and one soul purpose only. Mm. You know, think Tony Robbins, think Oprah, think Mother Teresa or, wow. you know, these people, they have a sole purpose. 
Then there's somebody like me. Okay, I will Mm -hmm. just say me. Mm -hmm. I've been a singer. Mm -hmm. I've been an artist. I've been, I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. I'm a marketing and brand expert. Um, I have done so much in my life. Mm -hmm. My purpose is to experience life Wow, as a creator. Do you know what I'm saying? My, yeah. I was always, what's my sole purpose? Always searching, you know, the yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, who am I? What am I doing next? What's happening? Yeah. You know what's really helped me, Jay? Uh-huh. It's not like, you, you know, just by watching, you know, my Instagram, everything is knowing myself through astrology and yeah. my natal chart. My natal chart is has been so important to me in understanding myself, how I understand my family as well and how wow, we interact really? with each other. Yeah, because, I mean, as humans, we all interact with each other on our own value system and who we are and what our brain wiring is and, you know, all of that stuff. And so this is where you kind of run into conflict and things like that. No, I'm right. No. And they go, no, I'm right. You know, it's who's bloody right anyway. It's it's all subjective. And knowing my natal chart and who I am has really helped me understand how I work, what my strengths are all of that kind of thing. And not only that, I started getting into human design as well. Not that I really understand heard, human I've design so human much, designs, yeah. but it was when I understood that I was, I'm a manifesting generator and my strategy is to respond and my frustration become, sorry, my um, negative traits, I think, Again, I'm not an expert. I'm, mm-hmm. I know astrology a whole lot yeah. more. Yeah. But it's, you know, I get frustrated when I'm not in myself. And mm. there are so many things that you can understand through human design and it complements astrology really beautifully as well. And then knowing also in finding out in January and yet to be diagnosed that I am probably 99.9% have ADHD as well. So, and understanding that made me just go and understanding how I work and who I am and what I'm here for. Mm. And, you know, I'm here just to be me. And to love myself, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what I've gone through in my life um, and, you know, the amount of hate I used to have to my, about myself and everything. Mm-hmm. And I now have two girls. Mm-hmm. So, again, there's that legacy of, like, I don't want my girls to pick up what I yeah, have because yeah. they do. I picked my stuff up from my mother and we do that, in, you know. It's like a generation generational generation. trauma, yeah. And so it is, it is. And so my you know, there's a purpose of mine that, you know, I'm here to be a creator, mm-hmm. you know, just to create stuff, you know, I'm into knitting and sewing and I can do so many creative things. It's ridiculous. And I just get joy out of creating, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, and even though this is my work and my mission literally is to empower women to know themselves deeply. I love that. Yeah. It's, and, and that's what I want to show my girls. It's like everyone is unique. Stop mm-hmm. looking outside of yourself. Trust your deep, intuitive wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's my mission. And my vehicle at the moment is brand and marketing. I mean, I've been doing it since I was, you know, um, early 2000s. So it's, it's something that's been constant in my life because I enjoy mm-hmm. it. But this is not necessarily my purpose. My purpose is the underlying mission of everything. So everything that I do mm-hmm. comes back to that mission in a way. Yeah. 
you know, through my creativity, through my creativity. So, um, and it's really interesting to get down to what your sole purpose is. That is something that you need to go inside yeah. and find out. Would you, you know, have you heard I've of, gone through many years of, go on. Have you heard of, um, I was on the net like recently and then I started looking into, is that Akash, Akash records or what What are those soul records? Yeah, Akashic records. Akashic records. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 What do you think so, about those? Yeah. And, well, <laughs> I've got a story about that. Okay. So, you know, back when I was 20 uh-huh. and I was going through really deep depression and my mum was very worried about me and she took me to this guy. His name was Andre. He changed my life. Wow. Um, not by anything that he did on me or anything, but I went to this session and I didn't know anything about anything. You know, it's just, yeah. you know, who's who's this dude? You know, yeah. what's he doing? Why is he kind of his eyes going up and kind up of doing this thing? And I'm just like, oh. And, 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 you know, his, his hands were going across and he was like, I'm doing your, he's French, and it's like, I'm doing your Akashic, I'm, I'm reading your Akashic records. And I was like, okay. But I was... I could literally tell he was seeing right through me. Wow. And it was one of the most uncomfortable feelings I've ever had because I had no excuse. My depression was my power play to get attention. My depression, like I know now looking back, looking Mm -hmm. back, it was my power play. It was like, this is, I'm so broken, Mm. you know, it's like, and I was feeling it. It's like, I'm not saying that I wasn't feeling it, but it was. And when I went into this and he challenged that, he was actually kind of laughing, not at me, but he was like, you're here to have fun. You're here to experience life. Oh my God. And I'm like, how can you say that? Can you see that I'm suffering? Like, you know, it was like, I can laugh about it now, but back then I'm like, how, how dare you laugh in my face? I am suffering. And he was literally just laughing at me. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was funny because that session, I was so triggered. I was so triggered that he could see right through me and there was no hiding. There was actually no hiding. When I was younger, when, you know, when babies look at you with that Mm -hmm. pure look, I even got uncomfortable when babies looked at me because they could see right through me. It was, yeah, I know, isn't that crazy? I I look at that now and go, wow. But after that session, I think it was about two hours and that was an Akashic Records session and a bit of channeling. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I walked out of there and I never went into a deep, dark depression again. Oh, my God. So he basically just healed you then. Well, he kind of called me out. Wow. He called me out. And not saying that this is like, and I want to say to people out there, if you're depressed, honestly, you know, go and get help. You know, this this yeah. was my experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what works for you is going to work for you if you need to medication or whatever like that. But yeah. this was one of those life-changing moments. And mm-hmm. that's when he had meditation circles and I found um, the Celestine Prophecy, which I know a lot of people started their spiritual journey reading the Celestine Prophecy mm-hmm. in the 90s. And, um, you know, and that's where it all kind of started. And, yes, I went down. I wasn't, you know, I was happy and everything, but I never went into that deep, dark, mm-hmm. black depression again. And I don't know what happened because wow. chemically there was something going on in my brain, but mm-hmm. it, it it kind of flicked a switch, knowing that there was nothing to be 
scared, scared of mm-hmm. or something, you know, there was something that just kind of lifted off me. So yeah, the Akashic Records, it's, it, it's not for everybody, obviously, yeah. but yeah. um yeah, really interesting, interesting story there. So, wow. mm. <laughs> and so, like, and um, yeah, on your page, um, you mentioned a lot about feminine energy. Yeah. So, how can we tap into mm-hmm. uh, yin energy, especially for women who possess more masculine energy than female? Like, I struggle with myself because I have a lot of masculine energy rather than feminine. So, it's like. Yeah. Yes. How like which is something that I'm like you know this year I'm like okay you know this year I really want to tap into more of my feminine energy. It's like how can mm-hmm. you sort of tap into it and have that harmony of yin and yang. Mm. Uh, you know, so the feminine and the masculine work in synergy, obviously, and sometimes we need more masculine and more feminine and things like that. But in this day and age, and the reason why I teach this is because mm-hmm. I'm more masculine as well. Mm. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I, it's my journey and this is the thing. It's like when my journey into, you know, into embodying more the feminine as well. Mm. Again, I'm only talking from a personal experience and you might resonate with this, Mm -hmm. Um, that my my being more in my masculine is because I didn't feel safe to be in my feminine. Wow, yeah. Okay, so the masculine aspects of more, um, say, control Mm. over flow. Yes. competition over collaboration Um, (laughs) I'm resonating so much (laughs) and yeah there's so many there's like action trust you know action and just being um and again there's there's times and places for all of Mm -hmm. this it's just like you know that there is a harmony between the both but if you're mostly in this masculine energy all the time as a female who when we have cycles Mm-hmm. And um, we we actually operate on a twenty eight day cycle. We're not mm-hmm. linear. Mm-hmm. Masculine, more, most males. Well, I'd say anyone who don't identifies as a male would be working on a twenty four hour clock wow. kind of thing. It's okay. like that's why there's that men are from Mars, women are from Venus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. And when you actually say Mars, Mars is the action planet. Venus is the love planet. Yeah. You know, so um, it's. When when women or anybody who identifies as women, we have that cyclical energy mm-hmm. because we literally um, ovulate and bleed. Yeah, yeah. And it 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 affects our hormones and affects and our whole self and it, yeah. everything energetically. Yeah, and so this is why the moon phases are really important mm-hmm. as well to kind of follow because that is it. It kind of reflects our own cycles. Anyway, so the, f- the first thing is to honour the feminine. I know that, you know, even period commercials and everything is like, yeah. keep going, just chuck that tampon in and yeah. go and have fun. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, does any of those commercials actually represent what we feel on our first day of our bleed? Oh really? God, no way. Sometimes <laughs> maybe, but no. <laughs> <laughs> and who on earth are doing these freaking commercials like I don't understand anyway where'd you go um yeah. so anyway it's it's about so when we when we're looking at these aspects you know feminine is flow intuitive um 
being, allowing, trusting, nurture, uh, just tap into what that feminine feels like for you. Like we're just coming back into the feeling again, again, again oh, masculine, yeah. feminine. Fem- oh, wow. Yeah. Feminine. You yeah. know, I'm thinking, and if you see what I'm doing with my body, I'm tapping yeah. my head for masculine. And then, then you know, yeah. like dancing, like sensual dancing, um, dancing to kind of release tension, movement, um, you know, just anything, just like we're just coming back into our body and feeling what we need, you know. Um, So in the masculine, you know, get shit done. Yeah. Get shit done. But we're in a society, it's a patriarchal society Mm -hmm. still, even though women are rising, which is freaking awesome, but still we're living on a 24-hour clock. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we work during the week and have the weekends. It's still very linear. And yes, yeah. we need to, as a society, we're still, women are still working in that. We can't just say, no, I'm on the bleed, sorry. You know, <laughs> but it's about fitting into that. So in my business, and this is why I wanted to work for myself all those years ago, mm-hmm. is to know when, because I've been following my cycle since I was 21 because yeah. I had a really big operation when I was 19 wow, and I didn't want to yeah. go on the pill. And mm-hmm. so I've been, I've been very aware of my cycles since I was young and knowing when my bleed is and when I'm ovulating and mm. all of those kind of things and noticing the patterns of my energy. Now wow. that in my twenties and thirties, it still didn't kind of, you know, stop mm-hmm. me from being mm-hmm. a hustler kind of yeah, yeah, and yeah. just, you know, and I still burnt myself out all the time and actually mm-hmm. even as I'm sitting with you today, I'm feeling very burnt out. Wow. I have been pushing myself. Well, thank a you lot for doing this with me, even though you're feeling that way. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm talking. It's not yeah. like a huge, huge thing. But just just being real, mm-hmm. this month I didn't honor my energy. Yeah. I, because I was feeling really good for my first two weeks. That's my. That's your. You know that that phase where you're in momentum again, like the first. You know, from new moon to full moon full momentum that's when you sow the seeds and get you know the action and I suppose that's you know that's the action and momentum part of it and then as you start to come into your bleed the the next two weeks or week and a half that's when everything starts to decline but that's when honoring your energy it's like okay I'm not going to fill my calendar up so much wow yeah you know I'm going to give myself more time rest more time for exercise or yoga Mm. or just sitting with myself and journaling or doing something that is more going you know just nourishing you know what is nourishing to you and so I didn't do that this month I was just Mm -hmm. go 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 right up until yeah (laughs) right up until Thursday so yeah and it makes a lot of sense when you say that, like, because, you know, because I, I can see you right now. And so you're just mm-hmm. tapping your head and like masculine and feminine and masculine and feminine. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, it makes a lot of sense because I stay in my head. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I'm still trying to like get used to, you know, feel it or feeling, you know, feeling yeah. your body and like flow. Yeah. But it's like, you know, when you have a lot of masculine energy, it's more like action driven, rigid, controlled. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta do mm-hmm. this right. This, this, this. Everything just plan out, but not yep. allowing or not trusting. Like, yeah, it was just like, no, I have to take control of it. Otherwise, it's not gonna get done. I was like, no, no, just let it. 
Exactly. And so where that comes from is very interesting. How were you brought up? What was your masculine, um, what was your uh, opinion of the masculine in your life? I know that in my life, my dad was great at providing for the Mm. family and working, but for all else, Mm. he was pretty much useless. And my mum did everything else. Okay. So, but coming into this day and age, where we're both working, you know, both parents are working and, you know, my husband and I are quite equal and all that kind of stuff. However, I still take on, I'm not safe to be in my feminine because that's what I learned when I was little. I'm not safe because I need to control everything because the masculine in my life is not going to support me. Wow. That is not so that true. That's, not that that's real. Mm-hmm. Not that that's real. But that's what has That's a belief been system that you formed. Yeah. It's a belief system. Yeah. So so it's really important. This is getting to know yourself and why you are still like clinging on to, you know, like leaning to the masculine all the time. Like leaning to the masculine is great. You know, we get stuff done and, you know, it's like, you know, it's like awesome. But if it's becoming more overriding than being in your feminine, you're finding it hard to switch off and to feel pleasure and to be sensual Mm. and to, you know, nurture yourself and trust the process or just stop and be, you know, that's, you know, if it's, if it's impeding that, then, you know, all of those self-care tips, it's like, you're going to be sitting there going, meditating, going, I just need to go up and do shit. I just need to go up and do shit. (laughs) It's like your brain is going to be trying to, (laughs) your brain is going to try and override that, you know? So it's really important. Again, this is the inner work, you know, knowing who you are, what, where your belief systems came from, why, why things have happened. Mm. You don't have to kind of open Pandora's box, but you know, (laughs) things like, you know, tapping or um, a really good um, holistic, you know, psychotherapist or psychologist Mm. or, um, you know, somebody to kind of like help you move past limiting beliefs and clear them. Mm -hmm. EFTs have been amazing for me. I'm not a practitioner, but I use Mm -hmm. it a lot. Kinesiology is bloody brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, there's hypnosis. If you find a, a like a registered and qualified mm-hmm. hypnotherapist, mm-hmm. can do so much for those kind of things. And yeah, so um, you know, learning to clear those can really help you kind of move you more into yeah. um, your true self. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. amazing. Like yeah. so when you were telling me your story, I resonated a lot with myself as well because you mentioned that how your dad mm. is like you know a provider and the rest of the you know everything else is quite useless my dad is completely the same like he would just provide <laughs> you know financially like anything but he's just working yeah. all the time but never there emotionally yeah. for no. me no. you know very emotionally distant he was just like but maybe you know that's probably what he thinks that that's what a dad should do provide yeah. provide but you know in terms of all yeah. the emotional needs their moms have it for them mm. not knowing mm-hmm. that as well it's like yeah and I don't know about you and your ancestral background as mm-hmm. well but I know that even though that was with my father my grandmother um, was in the the war right so mm. Polish mm-hmm. and her husband went away as a um in the army and so she mm-hmm. was by herself with two children needing to provide for herself wow. and like there was no handouts there was no handouts mm. and this is Nazi Germany. So she had to step into it. A lot of women in the war had to step into their masculine. Mm. 
they had to. Yeah. yeah. Like think about all the women that had to pick up the slack because the men went out to fight. Yeah. Yeah. And how much how much that has come through in our ancestral um uh what do you call it? It's um epigenetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's still in ourselves. It's still in our kind of cellular memory yeah. as well. So yeah, I think it's, it's also it's, it's up to us to make it. You know, if you want to, yeah. if you want the next generation, or if you want to like just mm. break the pattern, it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Make the change and work yeah. on ourselves and just heal that generational trauma. That Absolutely. Yeah, and there's so many ways to do it. I mean, I mean, really, one thing that my um, psychologist said to me many years mm-hmm. ago when I was going through anxiety, she mm-hmm. said, "Carla, it's just brain wiring. It's just brain wiring. Remember that." Mm. remember that you're not really going to die remember that you're you know not going to run out of breath it's just brain wiring that changed everything for me because Mm. if it's just brain wiring then we can change it yes it might be hard to change Mm -hmm. because you know there's proteins and all that kind of stuff that you know as you get as you get older they're not renewable but um but it can still be changed Mm. and and that's really really um an important thing to kind of keep in mind that we can we can we just need to know that that something's not working it's the awareness that and, yeah. has changed. first is so, awareness to change something yeah 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 so to be aware of it and know that oh yeah well you know this is not serving me in my life right now mm-hmm. uh you know for me being in my masculine all the time is not serving me in my relationship doesn't serve my relationship yeah. you know we butt heads um you know mm-hmm. when I'm so in my masculine we fight um you know I burn out yeah I burn out and I don't want that for my health. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to help me in my work if I'm burning out all the time. Yeah. So for me to be feeling safe to be in my feminine, you know, there were so many things that happened also in my life that made me not feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few years have been a journey to feel safe again, to be in my feminine, to trust. Yeah. I have a healer last year who um, I was going to and she was doing a lot of Bowen therapy on me wow. and uh, Reiki and, and uh, like Palladian healing and things like that. She was, she was just uh, doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But she would just put a hand on me and go, Carla, mm-hmm. your mantra should be the universe unfolds as it should. Ooh, that's powerful. <laughs> and I just trust. Saying, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But she said that to me enough. That is my mantra. It's like, and another one that when I do my breath work, Wim Hof is let let the body do what mm-hmm. the body is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So it's almost that trust. Yeah. Let let it happen. You know. So stop trying to strangle everything. <laughs> um, yeah. So and also like, and in terms of speaking of trust as well, say mm-hmm. there are these terms that you create your own reality, but there's also faith, like. So what is the fine mm-hmm. line between like, you know, creating your own reality and also like trusting like well, whatever it, you know, let it be or like, you know, if it's meant to be, it mm. will be. yeah. <laughs> That's a really interesting one because there's so many opinions on that. Mm-hmm. I Look, my, my opinion on it and my belief is that I can only control what I think and how I react and how mm-hmm. I respond, mm. okay. And, you know, we do create our own realities in that sense Mm -hmm. you know we can either see 
choose to see things as challenges or struggles or we yeah, can choose yeah, to yeah. see them as opportunities for growth, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things. We are living in a world where everyone has their own individual um, free will to mm-hmm. create their reality. So that kind of almost feels like it, it's creating a con- like a mass conscious, like collective, so intertwined. Yeah. So yeah. we can't, a collective, we can't control what everybody else is doing. So our only way that we can you know like bad things can happen to us Mm -hmm. you know I don't know whether that's fate or whether that's attraction or whatever that is Mm -hmm. whatever it is I'm not I I don't profess to know about that yeah what I do know about is how you handle it and how you Mm -hmm. respond to it and how you are able to make that something powerful in your life rather Mm -hmm. than it breaking you in a way Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah Um, whatever it is I don't think we really I don't think anybody really ever knows I mean there are people that can see more but then you know there are so many conflicting ideas on this as well so I think when it comes back down to it it's always the self it's always the self always back to the self and knowing or owning Mm. your truth really Mm. Mm. and I know your time is uh, precious so I like to end it with three questions okay yes first question is um speaking of truth uh share one truth about you that only you know one truth about me oh gosh (laughs) that is such a hard one I I know what I wrote down it's like yeah you you said one truth one truth and I was like (laughs) well nothing is permanent that is an absolute (laughs) truth yeah but I don't know a truth about me the truth about me is that Oh, I'm a deeply, I strive. Okay, one thing that nobody really, well, probably you do know more about it now because I'm making it pretty Mm -hmm. obvious, is that I strive to know myself so deeply that I can leave more of a legacy in the world that other women may do so as well. Because I think that when we change ourselves, um, not no, when we remember who we are, mm. I, I don't like this change ourselves. We yeah. don't need to change anything. When yeah. we remember who we are, mm-hmm. then then a lot of the crap just kind of falls away. Yeah. You know, all of that validation and, <sighs> you know, putting giving away our power and having dodgy boundaries and all those things that create so many problems in mm. women's lives. Yeah. Um when we know who we are deeply mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we honour ourselves, I mean, that is one truth is that I'm committed to that. That's Beautiful. Who, that's what I That's what I am. I'm committed. I'm so committed to that, mm. even if I fall off the horse a few times. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and, like, I'm human. I'm, yeah. I'm freaking human. Yeah. So, but I'm committed to constantly just keep remembering, keep diving into myself. It's like, yeah. No. That is so beautiful. Mm. I don't know if that's the truth. That. No, but... <laughs> that is, that's so beautiful, though. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, what does it mean to you to live a conscious lifestyle? Exactly what I said mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Just being really aware of and take, taking radical self-responsibility. Oof, yeah. Taking ownership and taking, yeah. You know, I went through some pretty full-on things in my life and when I look over it and I journal on them and you know how you can do 
um, like, you know, when you're kind of emotional about something, and mm-hmm. I, I tend to get angry and I'm a fire sign. I get really ah. angry about shit. It's like, <laughs> like this. And I'm, I'm like writing down, I'm like, like this. And then I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Well, <laughs> that was kind of me. That was kind of me. That was kind of me. Okay, well, it comes down to it that I'm just hurt. So yeah. all of the rest of it was kind of me. And so it's um, just taking responsibility for mm-hmm. things that, you know, that it's really hard to say that in a lot of situations like children who are um, abused and things like that, mm-hmm. they have no choice. Um, but yeah it doesn't kind of apply to everybody but again it's the way that you respond mm-hmm. after those things again you don't know what happens to you like seriously horrible things happen to people and who knows why yeah. but after that you choose what to do with that mm. and how to alchemize it if if um you want to be able to live here on this earth mm. feeling good 90 you know 90 you know 80 percent of the time you know so you know that's that's kind of it I have full compassion it's just yeah so many people go through such horrible things that's right but the inspiring thing is when you see people that have kind of risen above it so and the final question is what impact do you want to leave on this world (sighs) that that women truly I just want to help women truly remember who they are Mm. You know, to 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 be able to, um, you know, for them to be able to remember their feminine, to be really powerful through their feminine, uh, to be able to harmonize, you know, the masculine, their mm-hmm. feminine, to be able to live abundant lives, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do what they love with passion, but not from a place of having to or should but a place from like this is what I want to do this is what I want to create and I'm going to go out there and I'm coming from the heart and so I I suppose coming from the heart you know Uh and this is and this is why I suppose I'm in my work because Mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful vehicle to you know to help women do that it's like all right well you know we can work on the inner stuff but then we've got other ways to do it as well so the, the legacy and I've got my two girls Mm-hmm. I just want them to to do what makes them happy. Yeah. Do what makes them happy, you know, not to give away their power, to have those really strong boundaries, to know who they are mm. and to go out there and just show up mm. as themselves, not to apologise for anything, mm. speak out, to stand up for what's not right yeah there's just but with love Mm -hmm. so you know we're we're in really interesting times at the moment and you know I can't lie if I feel a little bit kind of scared for my children um you know what's happening in the world at the moment so um yeah so I think that if we all kind of start to see beyond the veil Mm-hmm. and start mm-hmm. to become more aware of things then um and aware of ourselves and it comes back again to ourselves yeah always yeah. does yeah yeah so that's that whole piece is authenticity really yeah thank you so much for sharing that and thank you for being on the show
Jay, thank you so much for having me. It's been a beautiful chat. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self.